Welcome to Personal Financial Strategy, the podcast, a podcast wholly devoted to you and your money, bringing expertise to bear on how you earn, invest, and spend your hard-earned cash. A brief review for strategists just joining us. In episode one, we defined a personal financial strategy. In episode two, we discussed an essential tool called the cash flow map. In episode three, we talked about how the cash flow map is used to determine a cash flow plan. The tools we are handing out here build one upon the other. If you missed episodes one, two, or three, we recommend listening to those before proceeding to this episode. Today, I would like to introduce you to a concept that will add a ton of value to your personal financial strategy, the employment of a proper banking structure. Most people employ a banking structure that consists of a checking account and a savings account. I think we fell into this naturally. When we first started working, we were told we needed a checking account to send our paycheck to and to use this account to pay our bills. Fair enough. So we ran down to the local bank and we opened up a checking account. The nice banker there offered to open a savings account as well. And we have been operating on this two account system ever since. Transferring money back and forth as we try and pay all of our bills on time and save some money. I probably don't need to go into how inefficient this is from a cash flow standpoint. Essentially, it is cash without the flow piece added. I propose a banking structure that I think puts the flow to cash. Here we go. This is going to be a little bit difficult to do without visual representation, but I will do my best to describe it so you can picture it in your mind. First, a proper banking structure answers a few questions. One, how many bank accounts do I need? Two, what type of bank accounts do I need? And how can I make these accounts work together to optimize my cash flow? What I will describe next is what we consider a minimal banking structure. At bare minimum, everyone needs one brokerage account, two checking accounts, and one savings account. Using these four accounts, let's give them each their proper assignments. First, the brokerage account. Everyone should have a flexible brokerage account at one of the large brokerage houses, Schwab, Fidelity, Vanguard, etc. This account should have the ability to pay for what I call frontline investments, purchase of stocks, bonds, index and mutual funds, as well as the ability to transfer money to our checking and savings accounts, which in all likelihood will be outside of the brokerage house. As an example, I use Charles Schwab for my brokerage account. The account I have at Schwab can fund stock purchases as well as transfer money to an outside bank. I use MidFirst Bank for checking and savings accounts. In transferring cash between my primary brokerage account and my outside bank accounts is seamless. The first assignment given to the brokerage account is to accept our monthly income from all sources, whether it be salary and wages, earned interest, or paid dividends. All income should be ported to your brokerage account. Why? Three reasons. Number one, a brokerage account does pay you a very small interest rate for any cash that sits inside it. Number two, frontline investment contributions 
can be easily made and scheduled from a brokerage account. And three, scheduling fund transfers to my neighborhood bank is simple and easy. Moving on to account number two, the billing checking account. The assignment for this account is paying our monthly bills. Using the bill pay feature, take the monthly bills identified in column two of our cash flow plan. Let me just stop right here and say, optimizing your banking structure is very dependent on having a cash flow map and plan. If you haven't listened to episodes two and three, stop now and listen. They are brief and essential. Okay, let's move to our next account, the out-of-pocket spending checking account, or account number three. This account, by virtue of its name, pays for all out-of-pocket spending. The key feature of this account should be debit cards. Everybody in the family who is spending out-of-pocket cash should have a debit card attached to this account and use it for all purchases during the month. The reasoning behind this is pretty obvious. Each transaction will have an electronic record, which is easily tracked and categorized. And the last account, the savings account, or account number four. The assignment for this account is to house accrued cash toward your specific funds. Example, in making your cash flow plan, you determined that you would take a vacation 12 months from today. That vacation would cost $3,600. In your brokerage account, you would schedule a $300 cash transfer on the 15th of each month to this savings account. When vacation time rolls around next year, you know exactly where to go to get the money to pay for it in full, no credit needed. This savings account is a short-term savings account, a place to park money short-term for future purchases, like a new car, big screen TV, vacation, some new furniture, things like that. This account actually is optional. If you have more discipline than I do, you can simply let cash accrue in your brokerage account until you make a purchase. Personally, I like to watch the savings account build over time. This adds to my anticipation of making purchases. It also contributes to my peace of mind. As I watch the number grow, it feels like I'm stepping toward the goals I made in the cash flow plan. Remember, your banking structure works in tandem with your cash flow plan, funding your lifestyle at the pace of your choosing. Let's talk for just a second about how these two concepts work together. Done properly, your cash flow plan is a detailed guide to how you will reach all of your financial goals. So let's refer back to the plan and reference our assignments for our banking structure. This is the fun part. We get to tell your money where to go and when to go. Once you have prescribed all of your income to flow into your brokerage account, you can then go into the brokerage account and give assignments for each of the following three accounts. For account number two, the billing account. Reference your cash flow plan which gives you the monthly total needed to pay all of your monthly bills. Take that total and multiply it by 0.51. Then schedule your brokerage account to cash transfer on the 1st and the 15th of each month this amount. Example simplified for podcast purposes. Cash flow plan says we have 
Monthly bills that total $1,000. 0.51 of $1,000 is $510. In the brokerage account, I set up scheduled transfers on the 1st and the 15th of each month of $510. Total transferred is $1,020. More than enough to cover the monthly bills. You may discover that you pay more monthly bills in the first half of the month. If that is the case, you would change how much is transferred on the 1st, transferring more on the 1st and less on the 15th. I hope that makes sense. It might take two to three months to figure out the monthly demand of your bill pay account, but that's okay, as long as you stick to the plan. In our example, no more than $1,020 goes into the account each month. Once you get this set, it is just like the infomercial says, set it and forget it. Unless one of your monthly bills changes, you never think about these bills again. For account number three, the out-of-pocket expense account. Again, going back to the cash flow plan, you will have a monthly total, but a small change is recommended here. We recommend transfers on the 1st and 15th of the month equal to 53% of the monthly total. It is easier to program this account to meet your plan because out-of-pocket spending happens throughout the month and typically is not loaded on one end of the month or the other. However, we recommend monitoring this for the first three months. You may be able to reduce the twice monthly deposits if you find that at the end of the month you have a significant cash buildup in this account. For account number four, the savings account. As discussed earlier, this account is actually optional. But if you put it to use, just make sure that all of your monthly, quote, funding of funds, end quote, hits this account on prescribed dates. Personally, I like the visual this account represents. It's always there saying, keep going. You're on the right track. Okay, I have to be honest. Describing the banking structure with words is difficult. If this was as clear as mud to you, please go to our website at www.personalfinancialstrategy.com and click on the resources tab. There you will find a graphic depiction of a proper banking structure. Key takeaways from this episode. Number one, invest time in forming your cash flow plan. It's critical. Number two, combining a cash flow plan with proper banking structure allows you to automate your financial life. Number three, using a brokerage account to house your cash leverages modern banking technology to add structure to your frontline investing, bill paying, out-of-pocket spending, and saving for future purchases. They say a picture is worth a thousand words, so please visit the website personalfinancialstrategy.com and get your cash flow mapping tool and take a look at our recommended banking structures. Until next time, keep strategizing. Keep strategizing.